It's your daily dose of all things Gamecocks on the Inside the Gamecocks podcast. Here's J.C. Sherbert. It's the most important position on the field, quarterbacks. That's the next position up here on National Signing Day 2020. J.C. Sherbert here on the Inside the Gamecocks podcast. We're going position by position today with uh, separate episodes for each position. Um, And uh, as some of the new commitments slash signees come in today, uh, we'll release, uh, you know, they're waiting on a wide receiver, and so wide receivers and tight ends will be part of one episode. They're waiting on a defensive lineman. We're going to do D-line and linebackers in one episode because there's one linebacker, and uh, he's really good, but I don't know that, you know, he needs a whole episode. <laughs> um, and then uh, running back. They're waiting on a running back, and uh, when the running back – comes in we'll roll out the running backs episode but quarterback has been done for a while uh quite a while actually when you're talking about the high school level and the game guys got a good one one of the better quarterback prospects from the state of south carolina in a while uh luke Doty uh, from myrtle beach uh was a way early commit never wavered actually helped the gamecocks recruit a lot of players in the class uh luke Doty, best way i can describe him is, is he's a winner uh, and a dual threat guy, he can hurt you with his legs. Um, probably going to need a little work in the passing game. Uh, and these days in college football, you know you have to throw it well. But um, I, I don't know that that can't be, you know, something that he improves upon uh, when he gets to Carolina. He's already at Carolina um, and works on. I, I think that probably when you look at it, the, the chances of him redshirting this year are pretty high. Um, this coming season because I think there'll be two guys ahead of him uh, coming into fall practice. But he's already on campus and uh, talking to some contacts, uh, you know, close to the program. And they said this this guy's just sort of going crazy uh, about uh, meeting and, and getting up to snuff. It's taken a very enthusiastic approach uh, in terms of learning all the various parts of Mike Bobo's offense and building a relationship with Mike Bobo, et cetera. So, you know, I, I think winners do those types of things. You know, when you win uh, at the high school level like he did and perform at the high school level like he did, I mean, it wasn't like he was just out there managing a game. You know, he was scoring touchdowns, throwing passes, uh, running the ball in the end zone, all those things for the Seahawks of Myrtle Beach. You know, I, I think that a lot of that goes into preparation and, and the off-the-field part. Now, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to be a winner uh, because there are 10 other guys uh, around you. Um, you know, when you're a quarterback, I think you get probably an outsized share of the credit when your team wins and a, an outsized share of the criticism when your team loses because there's, you know, a lot that goes into that. You know, you, you see – good quarterbacks all the time that don't have a supporting cast that uh you know end up struggling to win games in college and then they go to the nfl and they're really good um because they're put in the right situation um you know luke Doty, uh to me uh, one of the top dual threats in the country 24 7 sports had him ranked that way a clear four-star guy uh unfortunate that he got injured and had to miss uh, some time toward the end of his season uh, but he's a heck of an athlete and, and an in-state guy and a guy the Gamecocks jumped on with an offer and then he committed and he never wavered. So uh, I thought that was good. You know, he certainly could have had some other options 
uh, had he elected to go pursue those. Um, so I think that's uh, that's a pretty good thing uh, when you kind of look at it and uh, in terms of the dynamics of in-state recruiting and quarterback recruiting and all that. You know, to bring in a Ryan Helensky in one class and a Luke Doty right behind him, uh, I, I think it's tremendous as far as quarterback recruiting goes. And, and former quarterbacks coach Dan Werner deserves a lot of credit uh, for that. I think Dan Werner is pretty good at evaluating and signing quarterbacks. Uh, and during his short stint at South Carolina, the two years he was there, uh, I think he did just that. So uh, hats off to the old veteran uh, who has moved on from the staff, but uh, certainly uh, left his mark on the recruiting trail. Um, you know, it, it, when you talk about questions about Doty, you know, uh, I think you got to look back through Mike Bobo's history and, and kind of, you know, project a little bit as far as, you know, the type of quarterbacks he's coached. Um, you know, they're mostly just passers, not a lot of dual threat guys when you, when you look back through it. Um, you know, and, and Doty certainly is a player that can take advantage of some situations with his legs. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see kind of how all that fits down the road. Uh, the good news is I don't, I don't know that South Carolina is going to have to see how it fits um, this coming year. And uh, the Gamecocks obviously have to win this coming year. You know, Will Muschamp and his staff, they, 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 they can't. I think the, the mulligan is this coming year. I don't, I don't know that another 4-8 and eight, uh, would have worked. And so I think that hiring Mike Bobo is kind of a – a stopgap for that uh, in terms of who are going to be the guys that play this coming year. Um, and Ryan Holinsky certainly would be the leader in the clubhouse to be the starter again because he's started most of the season. Um, and so, you know, Holinsky is more like the quarterbacks that, that Bobo had at Georgia and that's had through the years. Um, some dual threat guys out there, but not a lot. Uh, and so we'll kind of see, you know, how Doty progresses. I, I do think he's a heck of a ball player and uh, a winner and all that type of stuff. And, you know, you, you talk about the type of quarterback. You look down the road, <clears throat> Gamecocks are, you know, really high on Gunnar Stockton out of Raven County, Georgia for 2022. Um, Gamecocks are in pretty good shape for him right now because of his relationship with Bobo. And he, he's kind of the same style of quarterback uh, that Luke Doty is. Now that's too – Two cycles down the road, and I'm pretty sure they're going to sign a 2021 guy. But, um, you know, so we'll kind of see how the offense evolves in the coming years, you know, with, with a dual threat type of guy. I think it's very advantageous as long as you can throw the ball uh, if you have a quarterback that can run a little bit. You know, Joe Burrow for LSU this year was a Houdini at times escaping pressure. Uh, you know, I, I think that was one of the most underrated things about Jake Bentley is he was pretty good at escaping pressure and making a play down the field. Um, I think clearly Luke Doty will be able to do that. Gunnar Stockton, you know, those types of skill sets they have. You know, Holinsky can do it too, I, I think, to a much lesser scale. I think he's the type of guy that could use a pocket and quick passes, you know, those types of things. But, um, you know, certainly Luke Doty has a, has a big, big future. Uh, at South Carolina, uh, as long as everything kind of works out developmental-wise uh, and all that. And I think that uh, so far, so good, based on what I've been told uh, behind the scenes. Now, the Gamecocks have another quarterback in this class, Colin Hill, uh, transfer grad transfer from Colorado State, um, injured last year, so he's not going through spring practice, going to have to heal up. He's from the state of South Carolina, 
uh, Dorman High School. And this guy during Shrine Bowl practices his senior year really impressed me. Uh, and he went out to Fort Collins and had a, had a pretty good run of it. Um, you know, taller guy, good pocket passer, uh, 6'5", 210, I think is what he's listed. Um, and, and I think that this is a what I call a no-downside take on the recruiting trail for the Gamecocks because there's no downside. You know, he comes in, he's not your starter, but he's good for your quarterback room because he's going to help teach the offense. Uh, he may want a coach or something one day, and so this is a good start on that. Uh, but it's also an insurance policy, you know, in case Helensky struggles or there's an injury. Um, you know, what you have in that situation is – a guy that's ready-made to go in and start games for you, uh, that's got college football experience. That's not in the SEC, still college football experience. And, and I think that that makes it a low-downside type of deal. And talking to people, you know, kind of that scout these types of things, you know, Colin Hill was sort of on the NFL radar before he got hurt. I mean, the NFL doesn't care where you play. They just, they're looking at measurables and can you throw and all that. So, you know, you, you got a guy that a lot of people think is pretty good. Um, you know, they, they could end up being the guy uh, this coming year. I would put my money on Helensky just because I think Helensky's going to make a jump. Uh, I think Mike Bobo uh, and the type of offense Mike Bobo likes to run, Brian Helensky's tailor-made for that kind of offense. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I would imagine number three will be your starter. But – you can't rule out Colin Hill, you know, in case things don't work out, which there's no guarantee that they do. So I, I think it's a low – there's no downside to taking Colin Hill. And, and I think that when you look at it, you know, that kind of solidifies the quarterback room because uh, you got Helensky, you got Hill, you got Doty. Um, and then we'll see kind of what happens moving forward for 2021 and then 2022. But that's a good, good move right there. And, you know, quarterbacks are so transient nowadays, uh, you just never know. And it's good to have a guy, you know, there that, you know, you can take advantage of that has experience in this system. Uh, and it's also always good to get an in-state guy back. You know, Colin Hill played at Dorman. That's one of the better programs in the state. David Gutschall uh, has done a great job since I was in high school uh, with Dorman. Dorman wasn't very good before then. Uh, the mid-90s is when he kind of got it rolling and uh, the Cavaliers were forced to be reckoned with. So, you know, just one of the latest in a long line of Dorman quarterbacks and Dorman players that have reached the next level. So I, I think that it was a good take. And, you know, you combine him with Doty, and uh, there's a lot to work with right there in the quarterback room and a lot of work to be done, to be honest, because, you, you know, you got to get Holinsky better, teach everybody the new system, Get used to Mike Bobo as a play caller and a coach and Bobby Bentley as the quarterback's coach now coming in or moving over from tight ends. You know, there, there's a lot that, of adjustment with that room that's going to have to take place and, and with the offense in general. And, and so I think the kind of how they handled it, you know, taking Doty and then going and getting Hill uh, as a – I hate to use the term insurance policy – uh, but as a, as, a, as a strong addition to the room for a number of reasons, um, you know, I, I think it was, was tremendous. And like I said, the most, it's, it's the most important position on the field. I mean, if you don't have good play from your quarterback, you're not going to win. As I said earlier, if you have a good quarterback that's playing well, uh, 
uh, that doesn't have a supporting cast, you may lose. But if you have a quarterback that's not playing well, you're usually not going to win these days uh, in college football. So you need options. You need competition. You need familiarity with scheme. Uh, and I think with Colin Hill, you have that. Uh, and then Luke Doty certainly has a lot of talent and, and can sort of be developed at his own pace. You don't have to worry about him being the backup uh, this year, most likely. So I think overall, uh, when you consider there's transition in terms of who's coaching these guys, um, really good quarterback class, you know, because uh, you, you had transition with, with Brian McClendon no longer being the OC, Dan Warner getting fired, moving on. Um, so things changed, uh, and they got a familiar face in Bobby Bentley there, and then Mike Bobo coming in to run the whole show on the offensive side of the football. So quarterback, you know, really solid effort on the recruiting trail this year for the Gamecocks. Um, I think they got a really good one for the future in Luke Doty and then uh, an immediate impact guy in one way or the other uh, in Colin Hill. And, it's again, it's always good, you know, to see an in-state guy come back uh, from Dorman High School, finish out his career for the South Carolina Gamecocks. All right, more positions to come. Uh, this is probably going to be the shortest episode just because there's two guys to talk about, and that's basically it. We have multiple guys at other spots. Uh, it's approximately 8.16 a.m. Eastern time, uh, so some letters of intent should be rolling in, or one or two. Uh, we have uh, later today, and, you know, it's a podcast, so you guys may be listening to this, you know, at tonight or something. But, you know, later today, got the Birch and Huntley deal. Uh, Jakari Caldwell is supposed to go around, I think, 10 o'clock Eastern time. So that will be the wide receiver uh, for this class uh, that kind of, I guess, you know, uh, rounds it out, if you will. And we've talked about Jakari Caldwell a lot on this podcast. So big day for South Carolina, a good day to talk Gamecock recruiting and really dig into this class right here on the Inside the Gamecocks podcast. Appreciate you hanging in with us. More episodes to come. It's J.C. Sherbert.